What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I am going to be jumping into my week one content. Uh, may seem early to get into week one, but I know a lot of you guys have, you know, already drafted your fantasy rosters. You're itching to start your setting lineups. So I'm kind of pumped to jump into my first start sit video. This is going to be for the running backs. If you are new to my channel, or at least, you know, new throughout the off season, the way I do my start sit videos, I don't just talk about, you know, five must starts, five must sits. I'm going to go through every single matchup. So all 16 games in week one, I'm going to talk about every single fantasy relevant running back, and I'm going to list them as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. The starts are the players that you feel confident with in your lineup, whether it's going to be your running back one, your running back two. These are players you're plugging into your starting lineup and you feel good about it. I don't necessarily lock it into like a certain number. Ideally, you'd be aiming for like top 24 area, but it can vary week by week. The fringe options, these are players that you probably don't love if they're like your RB1 or your RB2, but if you're throwing them into a flex or maybe you know you went heavy at a different position, they are your running back two, you feel fine with it. You're not ecstatic to start them, but they're like fringe options. And then sits, these are pretty self-explanatory. In an ideal world, these players would not be in your starting lineups. These are typically gonna be geared towards like 12 team leagues, just in terms of how I'm valuing these players. But you know, it can still be helpful if you're in 10 team, eight team, 14 team league. I think start sits heading into week one are probably one of the more interesting weeks to do it because like straight up, we will never know less about this NFL season than we do right now. We have, you know, zero sample size of regular season games. We don't know exactly how some of these backfields are going to play out. So I think it's interesting to kind of go through here in week one. Um, and let's just dive right into it. So we're going to start off with the first game of the week, Thursday night football. We've got the Lions taking on at the Chiefs. You can see for the Lions here, I have Jameer Gibbs as a start. David Montgomery as a fringe option. I've been very high on Jameer Gibbs all offseason. And I do expect him to have a very strong role in this offense from day one. I don't think like this is going to be a situation where the Lions slow play his usage and he's going to need to have like a late season breakout, especially considering the fact that he's not like a 70% plus opportunity share guy. So like if they weren't just going to unleash him right away, it would kind of, you know, feel pointless. Like why are you going to give him 30, 40% of the opportunity share and gear him up to what, like 50, 60 later on in the season? Just doesn't make a ton of sense. Plus, I also think this game is kind of perfect for Jameer Gibbs. The uh, Lions-Chiefs game has the highest um, over-under for points scored in the Week 1 game, so it's probably going to be high scoring, potentially a shootout. They're also 6.5-point underdogs, which I think is going to kind of favor his skill set over David Montgomery, more receiving work, which would benefit Jameer Gibbs. And then I listed David Montgomery as a fringe option. I was pretty close to putting him as a start. But just with the Lions being pretty decent underdogs in this game, I think it makes Montgomery a little less appealing. I think he's the more favorable play, not necessarily over Jameer Gibbs, but I just think in general, he's a better option when the Lions are our favorites and are going to be able to kind of run it out towards the end of the game. Just is going to, you know, fit his uh, skill set and role a little bit better. Then looking at the Chiefs here, I have Isaiah Pacheco as a fringe option, and then I'm sitting Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Overall, I've been lower on Pacheco than consensus. Um, I guess in terms of like the game script, this would be a favorable matchup for Pacheco. But even with the Lions defense being pretty tough last season, 
they really weren't that bad against opposing fantasy running backs. They were just really, really bad, um, you know, against quarterbacks and wide receivers. This defense was just getting shredded through the air, but on the ground, they really weren't that rough. So I feel like this could be a big Patrick Mahomes game. I don't know if it's going to turn into a monster game from these running backs. Pacheco is recently coming off of his return from a shoulder injury. I think the Chiefs potentially may kind of, you know, ease him back. In the most recent preseason game for the Chiefs, we saw Pacheco, CEH, and McKinnon all take two snaps each. So I think I'd rather just wait a week, see how this backfield looks, you know, determine what the splits are going to look like before I really feel confident, you know, throwing in Pacheco to be a, you know, locked in running back one or running back two in my lineup. So he's going to be a fringe here in week one. Now, moving over to the Sunday slate of games, we have the Panthers taking on the Falcons. And I did end up listing Miles Sanders as a start. I did go back and forth here with Miles Sanders. Compared to consensus, I am going to be lower on him overall in terms of like my redraft rankings. And I don't think this is necessarily a great matchup for Miles Sanders or just the Panthers in general. The Panthers have the third lowest implied points here in week one at only 18. Um, but I did end up going with Miles Sanders to be a start. He should have a solid workload. It seems like the Panthers are comfortable kind of giving him a three down workload, which I think can make him a solid option, right? Regardless of game script. They go ahead early. They can use Miles Sanders to run it out towards the end of the game. They go behind. He can be used as a receiving option. So I did go with a start there for Miles Sanders. And then for the Falcons, starting Bijan Robinson, sitting Tyler Algier. I'm still like, you know, all in on Bijan Robinson. But I will say early on, this may be a little bit more of a split than people are anticipating. I still think Bijan is a locked in, you know, high end running back one, but I wouldn't be surprised if early on Algier has a decent role and then Bijan just starts to dominate throughout the rest of the season. But I still don't think Algier is going to be like super relevant as long as Bijan Robinson is healthy. Bijan is the stud running back here and he should be fired up as a running back one. Then moving over to the next matchup, we have the Texans taking on the Ravens. These are two running backs that I like here in this matchup. Starting Damian Pierce, it looks like, at least uh, from what we saw in the preseason, that he will be the workhorse of this Texans offense. I think you can fire him up as a solid start, sitting Devin Singletary there. And then for the Ravens, I think this is a smash start here for J.K. Dobbins. The Texans run defense just got shredded all of last season. I'm very high on Dobbins heading into this season, so I think he's a nice start. And then we're going to be uh, sitting his backmate, Gus Edwards. Then we have the Bengals taking on the Browns. Really not a ton of analysis on this one. You're going to fire up Joe Mixon, and you're going to fire up Nick Chubb. It's not too complicated. Both of these guys are very strong running back options. And then we have the Jaguars taking on the Colts. For the Jaguars here, I went with Travis Etienne as a start, Tank Bigsby as a sit. If you've been watching my videos throughout the offseason, you will know that I'm very high on Tank Bigsby probably a little lower on Travis Etienne compared to consensus, but I still think early on in the season, Etienne will be a strong option. I think if Bigsby does end up becoming relevant, it'll be later on in the season. He'll start to eat into Etienne's workload, but week one, I think you should feel very confident with Travis Etienne. And then looking at the Colts here, um, you know, with Jonathan Taylor sticking around, but being placed on the pup list, this backfield is pretty much in shambles. They currently have Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, and Evan Hull. I would say that Zach Moss is probably going to be the starter if he's healthy, but he's currently recovering from a broken arm. If Moss plays, I would just completely fade this backfield. I would sit Moss. I would sit Jackson. I would sit Hull. On the other hand, though, if Zach Moss does end up missing this game, 
then I think you could bump up Deion Jackson to be a fringe option. I think some people are going to try to find value in this backfield, but I think when we're looking back on it, probably more likely than not, this is just going to be a gross spot that we want to avoid week to week. But, you know, I think if there was going to be a starter, it would be Zach Moss. But then Deion Jackson kind of becomes relevant if Moss does miss time. Uh, Moving over to the next game, we have the Buccaneers taking on the Vikings. And for the Buccaneers, I'm very high on Rashad White. At this point, it looks like White is going to be the clear number one. And then potentially Sean Tucker here as the running back two. I think Rashad White is going to have a very strong workload. And I like him here as a starting option and then sitting his backup, Sean Tucker. Then looking at the Vikings here, Alexander Madison honestly just is looking like a better and better option. There were a few guys that were in the mix here where it's like, could they compete with Madison? Could they eat into his opportunities? You had Dwayne McBride. You had Kenny Nwangwu. I don't want to butcher that name, but I'm pretty sure I just did. You know, these were guys who had opportunities to maybe carve out a role in that offense. McBride was cut. Uh, Kenny was put on IR. So now you're kind of just looking at like Ty Chandler as the main competition, which, you know, is pretty thin. They have Miles Gaskin also, who I guess look decent for the uh, Dolphins, but Madison should be good here as a uh, starter here in week one. And then moving over to the Titans taking on the Saints. For me, these are two pretty clear starts here. Derrick Henry, you know, he's locked in as a starter in your lineup. And then for the Saints, with Alvin Kamara out and now Kendra Miller um, seemingly banged up, Jamal Williams is a smash start here. He could end up being a workhorse for the first three weeks of the season, which is obviously going to be very, very valuable in your lineups. Then we have the 49ers taking on the Steelers. No surprise with the 49ers. You're firing up CMC, and then you're going to be sitting Elijah Mitchell. For the Steelers here, I am pretty low on Najee Harris compared to consensus, but I still think he's a solid start. I don't know if he's going to be like a mid to high end RB1, but I think he's a nice RB2 for you. And then sitting Jalen Warren, similar to the ETN Bigsby thing, I think Bigsby someone who can gain kind of traction throughout the season. I think the same thing could be said there with Jalen Warren. Then moving over to the Cardinals, taking on the Commanders. For the Cardinals here, they're going to be a pretty rough team overall but I think you can count on James Conner. I think they're going to force feed him the ball and volume is king at the running back position. So I do think you can start James Conner. I'm going to be sitting Keontae Ingram. I think he's kind of like the handcuff option here who could be able to gain traction throughout the season. I mean, like, especially it seems locked in, like they're not going to be competitive. They might want to, you know, start to transfer the workload over to the younger option. But week one, I think James Conner should be the guy. And then for the commanders here, it does look like this is going to be a, you know, pretty close to a 50-50 split between Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. If it does end up being locked into that 50-50 split, I think the matchup is going to play a very large role in whether or not these guys are playable in a super tough matchup against a super tough run defense. You know, you probably don't want to be playing either of these guys, but in this game here, week one, the commanders are seven point favorites to the Cardinals, and they're also in the top half of implied points, which is somewhere I don't think they're going to be in super often. So I think this is a good spot here where they're probably going to be running it out late in the game. Also could put up a decent number of points here against the Cardinals. And then we just look back to last season. The Cardinals gave up the fourth most fantasy points to the running back position. So overall, a really strong matchup here. I think both B-Rob and Gibson are fringe options. I don't love them as like my running back two, but you know, a flex, if you have a super deep league, whatever it is, I think they're fringe options. And then in the next matchup here, we have the Packers taking on the Bears. Nice little divisional rivalry here for the Packers. 
I'm starting Aaron Jones. That seems pretty locked in, you know, consensus there. I considered going with A.J. Dillon as a fringe play just based on how bad the Bears were against running backs last season. And we know this is going to be some sort of a split between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I ended up deciding to slot him in as a sit here. The Packers are bottom 10 in implied points, also underdogs here to the Bears. I just hope you have a better option in week one. Like if week one you're having to rely on A.J. Dillon, maybe you're stacked elsewhere, but I don't think it's a great sign, you know, unless you have injuries to other positions. So I am listing A.J. Dillon here as a sit. And then for the Bears, I have Khalil Herbert as a fringe option, Roshan Johnson and Deonta Foreman as sits. Some may view Khalil Herbert as a start, I can't quite get there. I just think like in a perfect world, his ideal role still has a pretty low ceiling. Like if everything goes right, he's going to have a solid workload on the ground, but his receiving work is still likely going to be limited. And then he's still going to be competing with Justin Fields on the goal line. Plus just overall, I think Roshan Johnson and Deonta Foreman are going to be involved, especially Roshan Johnson is like their third down back receiving option. I have no problem with Khalil Herbert, like slotting in as a flex. Um, or even like a starting running back two on like a zero RB team or a hero RB team. But I'm definitely like not stoked to throw him into my starting lineup, which is why he's a fringe play. In the next matchup here, we have the Raiders taking on at the Broncos with Josh Jacobs back on a one-year deal. You're firing him up as a start. I have some concern with him potentially like bowing out later on in the season, but we are not there. Week one, Josh Jacobs locked in start. For the Broncos here, I really like Javante Williams long-term, but I would kind of, you know, temper your expectations early on in the season. Coming off the ACL tear, I think this will be somewhat of a split with Samaj P. Ryan. but if you were to start one of these backs, I would still lean towards going with Javante Williams. Now, in the next game, we have the Dolphins taking on the Chargers. This game definitely has some shootout potential here for the Dolphins. I mean, Raheem Mostert has been like dodging bullets all offseason, but he's really in a fantastic spot heading into week one. The Dolphins do not end up trading for Jonathan Taylor. Then Jeff Wilson gets put on IR, and it seemed like this was going to be a 50-50 split between Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, at least early on in the season. Personally, I'm a big uh, A-chain fan. I still think he's a really solid draft pick. Obviously, these new moves or the recent kind of updates, no JT, Jeff Wilson on IR, these are also all positive things for Devin A-Chain, but I still think early on in the season, especially here in week one, I think Raheem Mostert is going to handle a pretty solid workload, and so I do think he's a really solid start here. A-Chain, I think, is going to be more of an investment back half of the season. Um, and then on the other side with the Chargers, obviously you're firing up Austin Eckler, no one else in that backfield is very fantasy relevant. Um, and then we have the Eagles taking on the Patriots. For the Eagles here, I feel like if I had to pick one backfield that I was like most excited to just kind of see how things are going to shake out, I think I would probably choose the Eagles. Um, there's still very little clarity with this backfield. If I had to make a bet on who would be like the favorite to lead these guys, I would bet on DeAndre Swift, which is why I have him as the one guy's like a fringe start but I definitely don't feel overly confident. You know, Kenneth Gainwell could end up leading, um, Rashad Penny potentially, or it could just be a really gross kind of revolving door. Hopefully fantasy-wise, one of these guys can kind of separate themselves because if they can, they're obviously going to be super valuable. We saw that role with Miles Sanders last year, but I just don't know how it's kind of going to shake out here in week one, which is why I'm hesitant to really make a huge stand on any of these guys. And then for the Patriots, even with them going out signing Ezekiel Elliott, I still think Ramondre Stevenson is definitely the guy to own here and the guy to play in week one. I think he's a very solid start. 
and then I would be sitting Ezekiel Elliott. Moving over to the Rams, taking on the Seahawks. Going to be a little bit lower on Cam Akers in consensus. I have him as a fringe option. I guess I would like describe him as a high-end fringe option. I just have some concerns that he's not going to be operating as a three down back. I think Kyron Williams may come in and take a lot of the receiving work. Also with the injury to Cooper Cup, you may think like, oh, that's an upgrade for Cam Akers. He's going to get more work. I think it might be a downgrade, honestly. If you take Cooper Cup out of that offense, that is not a very strong unit. And I think it could just end up being an offensive disaster. So that's why I have him as a fringe play. If he is like your running back too, and you have good options elsewhere, like I think he's a fine start. Just, you know, not overly high on him heading into week one, especially if uh, Cooper Cup is not good to go. On the other side with the Seahawks, I really like Zach Charbonnet long-term in this season, but I do think Kenneth Walker is the guy you want there early on in the season. I think Charbonnet is going to gain work as the kind of season goes by. And then we have the Cowboys taking on the Giants. No analysis needed in this matchup here. Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, both mid-tier RB1s. These are guys you're locked into your lineup every single week. And then we have the Bills taking on the Packers. I believe this is the Monday night game, final game of the week. For the Bills here, I have James Cook as a start. Even if Damian Harris is in there vulturing goal line opportunities, I still think Cook can command a solid enough workload on one of the best offenses in the NFL that he can pay off for you for fantasy football. And then for the Jets, I would expect Brees Hall to suit up for week one. Like if I had to make a bet, I do think he's going to be playing in week one, but I have to imagine he is going to be very limited in terms of his workload, which, you know, if Brees Hall is limited, then that's going to lead to Dalvin Cook having the larger workload. This is a tough matchup here against the Bills. Jets are underdogs um, and also in the bottom half of implied points. I would say if Brees Hall misses this game, I think Dalvin Cook is a very solid start. But if Brees plays, I have Dalvin Cook as a fringe option. I still think there's going to be some sort of split, but I think Dalvin Cook will lead that split early on in the season, and then eventually Brees Hall will take over, be a league winner down the stretch. So that's going to wrap it up for all 16 week one matchups. If you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any start sick questions, drop those down below. I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. Stay tuned tomorrow, going to be putting out the wide receivers. I'll also have quarterbacks, tight ends coming out the next day. So thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.